Hey guys, on this week's 100th episode, I'm going to talk about Dead by Daylight. Uh, the Grand Gamers Guild is trying to do their part to help Ukraine. I'm going to talk about a BoardGameTables.com Kickstarter I'm interested in. And we got to play some more Blood on the Clock Tower Teensyville, which is super epic. And the designers of Star Wars Outer Rim finally clean up some unfinished business. Wah, wah. All that and more coming at you now. Hey guys, I'm Tim. I'm Bob. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this is Board Game Rundown. Today, for our 100th episode, I decided to stay home. Yay! Yay. Thank God. No. That's, that's what's special. It's like a breath yeah. of fresh air. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so much room. Literally, yeah. it just gonna, doesn't smell here anymore. I'm that's because Spencer's not there. Sure. Uh, and not, not me. Yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah, Spencer's also out. Yeah. Right, right. But unlike Spencer, I'm showing up. So wow. That's wow. what's important. Is that's it? what's important. Is that what's important? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, due to like, so uh, I just got a lot of stuff going on right now and I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, go on this week long trip to Disney. So I am uh, filming from home while the guys soldier on. Uh, so the, uh, the, well, it won't matter because the next bunch of filming will all be uh, review episodes and stuff. So I won't be on those, but, uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't not want to be on on the 100th, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we will be doing something special for the 100th. It is to be determined. Like TBD. I said, I've had a, t- I had a ton of stuff going on, uh, and so it's it's been hard for me to be able to put the uh, the attention that it deserves into it. But we're gonna do something fun, I'm sure. Yeah. But so, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, share the show, get your friends in the know, and uh, yeah. Do all those YouTube things. Do all those YouTube things because uh, as we are growing in subscribers and and and, uh, and views, we're doing giveaways. We do all kinds of fun and crazy mm. stuff. And sometimes we have friends of the show. Mike Mike started off as just like uh, the show. a guy a guy that uh, would would talk to us about the show and things like that. And uh, now he's on yeah, random that, guy that, that slept could... outside the store that said, "Guys, can I come in for a couple videos?" Then he Fine. paid us off. <laughs> yeah, and we allowed it. <laughs> right. We are open to right. Brian. Well, <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, let's start off with uh, games we played, and yeah. then we will do news and crowdfunding slash Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go first because I only have like three. Okay. Right? Uh, uh, last week we played from uh, Peterson Games, Evacuate. Mm. Um, it is a uh, it's a smaller box game. It was uh, they did a, a, a Kickstarter. Where they released, uh, well, I don't know, there was like four or five different little um, small box type games, small box, smaller box types ga- type games like Mary the Monster. Um, there's Potions of the Prophets, uh, Evacuate, Invasion of the Brood. I've got it over here somewhere. Uh, Invasion of the Brood and Invasion of the Brood is a two player game. Uh, but anyways, we played Evacuate. You're like on this spaceship and um, you're trying. You're basically. These cards come out and it's like a hallway that you're running down, more or less. And uh, you're playing cards from your hand that will give you different types of movement or abilities. Like maybe you're just going to hide and so you won't get affected by, you know, an event card that comes up. And uh, the interesting thing about this one is when uh, anytime you do to one of those event cards, if you lose one of your population, uh, you're going to add a card from this. uh, I say market, but it's really like a fixed set of cards. You're going to pick one that could be good or bad to add basically to the invasion deck, right? Or the, uh, the draw deck, right? As you're, mm-hmm. that you're, that you're pulling from. If at any time, two of the good cards are in the discard pile, you shuffle the whole deck back together. So it keeps like cycling through. And some of the event cards will take away few, uh, survivors from the person that's in the front of the group. Sometimes it's for the person that's in the, in the last of the group. Sometimes it's the, the people that have the most survivors, um, so there's all different kinds of things. Once you meet like a certain limit, then a, uh, the escape ship, you know, shows up and then you play until that card comes out. You stop reshuffling that deck and you, and you play until that card pops up. And then the person with the most survivors wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we fully grasped, grasped all the rules. Like the first time we were playing it. So we haven't done a review yet. Cause we want to play it a little bit more like 
just so we really understand it. Because there were some things that were like pretty cool and there were some things that felt like they could be kind of frustrating, but without really knowing like that we were doing it 100% right, yeah. I don't want to go in and really provide criticism right. or critique about it. So I, I like how all the little minis are like the Mars attacks. Right. They look like, yeah. I love the idea behind the game. I love the, they're running, uh, oh, there's somebody running back this way. Like, oh, oh, we're going this way now. Okay. Yeah, just like, you're just running back and forth up this yeah. hallway and just slowly getting picked off or whatever. Like, yeah. I love the idea behind it. But yeah, there were some elements that we thought either weren't explained super well, which again, first time we might have just misread things. Right. Or that just didn't feel exactly right. So we're going to play it some more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, also, well, I've been playing a ton of Star Realms online. I've been playing uh, uh, my ongoing uh, Ascension game with Mike Bacorny. Uh So, uh, man, he smoked me. So I could not get any combinations going. It was, it was embarrassing. I lost <laughs> by a lot of points. That's good to hear. Tough. Yeah, that's good to hear. It was really tough. Um, I'll let you guys go. It, if there's something I've forgotten, I'll jump in later, but right. go for it. Go ahead, Mike. Um, well, I know two of us, we got to play Tiny Towns yesterday. We did. Yep. Um, I'll fun. let Bob go into more detail if he'd like on that one. That was a, that uh, was a really cool game. First time playing it. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Like, um, I guess because, you know, it had Tiny in it. I thought it was going to be one of those, like, Tiny Epic games, which I'm not a real big fan of. But um, it was super neat because there's all these different cards that go to these different buildings. And then as you're going around, the Master Builder is going to name off a colored resource, which thankfully the colors are very easy to distinguish. There's none of them that are super close together, so I didn't have a hard time with that. But they call off a resource, and you've got this little, like, 5x5 five five grid area, and you're going to put a resource into one of those little blocks. Each of the houses and buildings that you can build has a certain color cube and design makeup. Uh, once you have cubes in that layout on your little map, you can remove those cubes and place one of those buildings in one of those spaces that that resource came off of. And you're trying to build as much stuff as you can to try to get as many points as you can. And once you can't place something, then you're out. And you keep going till everybody's out, and then whoever has the most points uh, is going to win. But, yeah, there's a lot of replayability. There's so many different yeah. cards that you get. Like, oh, there's this uh, the farm. You're like, okay, yeah, it's just a farm. Well, no, there's like four different farm cards or five mm -hmm. different farm cards. And then there's like banks, churches, um, uh, farms. farms. And then what was the other one? Um, cottages. Uh, there was, he, had a, he had the friendly local game store was a promo card that he had. Uh, but, yeah, it was a – man, it was, I was really surprised with how much like depth and stuff was in that game with – tiny in the name. Yeah, I was know. impressed with that too. And yeah. even with the teach, we played it in probably 40 minutes. Yeah, maybe. it was like under an hour. Yeah. yeah. Five players mm -hmm. with the teach. There's a lot of depth and replayability in that game yeah. for sure. It's pretty good. Uh, before that, I got to play Dune Imperium with mm. four players. Oh. Uh, now, we didn't two use the teaches, expansion. Right? Yeah, there were two guys that we had to teach. Um, we didn't use the expansion because I, you know, I, I, it's something I'd rather learn right. ahead you of didn't time know and, it and yeah. not have to teach from the book. I really try not to do that, but, um, everybody really enjoyed it. Paul was really into like the Dune lore. Mm -hmm. I don't really know anything about that universe. So the <laughs> theme, unfortunately, doesn't do anything for me. And that was the last time we let Mike um, on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> don't try to learn from the new movie, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. You might fall asleep. Mm. Um, oh, so <laughs> too sad. slow. Sorry. Such a great Too movie. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, for me, without, you know, the theme doing anything for me, it's, you know, deck building, worker placement. Yep. It's very tight, but also very deterministic. You must win conflicts to win that game. Yes. And there's that tension around everybody's trying to gear up to, to – there's a timing of, okay, I got enough guys in my garrison that I could probably pull off this next one, but they're going to die off, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll just load back up on the next round and then the round after that. I'll try to get more guys into the conflict. I like that kind of ebb and flow of, of trying to get guys mm -hmm. in conflicts because you can't win them all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really good. Actually, Micah, the 13-year-old, won that one. He was nice. the other experienced player, and he's a very good uh, uh, tactician uh, mm -hmm. for a 13-year-old for sure. Um, but everybody had a good time. I definitely would uh, prefer to play that 3+. plus. I, um, I'm not a big fan of running AI. I think the Dune Imperium AI works very well. And that's not why I wouldn't play it with two, but because of the conflicts, yeah. uh, you really got to have three plus. The, yeah. the conflicts shine when there's more people involved in them, for Agreed. sure. Um, but yeah, really enjoy that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to point out really quick, I am not saying that it's easy. I'm not disagreeing with you. 
I will just say that I have won Dune Imperium before over ever getting one victory point from conflict. Wow. So it is possible, but you have to play so perfectly with everything else. You'd have to really focus on getting alliance with all the different Alliances factions. and the Spice Must Flow cards, right? Yeah. Like, you have to really build a deck. Recruit yep, your butt off. That gets that, yeah. Entry cards can give you some. That's true, too. Get that lucky would be with a entry cards. fun way to play. Right. Yeah, I, was... I almost want to try to exclusively do that. <laughs> right. Because I... That's why I feel like the game is linear. I guess I, I didn't believe that would be a viable path in that game, so mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. Um, whereas I, I think there's other less linear deck-building, sure. worker placement games out there. But knowing that that's a viable strategy now, like I, I want to try that. Yeah, no, so. again, it, it was really fulfilling because it is not easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah you really got to go up, the, get the, okay. all the cards that sent you to those outer locations so you can sure. get all of your stuff up. Yeah, that would be a fun way to play. I'd like mm-hmm. to see that actually work. Yeah. Uh, also, during that meetup, we played Point Salad. Uh, fun little uh, filler that's mm-hmm. uh, a Point Salad, Point Salad game. Every, <laughs> every, yeah. every vegetable gives Meta. you points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy that one a lot. Um, I showed one of my buddies came over for a very disappointing March Madness game. <laughs> and before that game, we played Taverns of Teeth and Tall, two players. So um, good. He mm-hmm. felt like he couldn't quite get his engine going like he wanted. He felt like it was a couple rounds too short. I still feel like I haven't played that game well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I see where he's coming from. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I want to keep playing it. That's another um, game made by King Midas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wolfgang Warsh. <laughs> yep. I uh, love all his games. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely enjoy that one. Um we also played some blueprints at my house before these guys got into Dark Tower. Uh, also, a good little dice drafting filler game that I'm a big fan of. Um, and I've played some Genshin Clever with my girlfriend that may or may not make it onto a list. Spoiler. Mm, what? Okay. Stay tuned um, next week. My what? favorite <laughs> roll and write currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, have a blast with that. And just like Tim plays Star Realms on his phone every day, I'm playing Ganshon Clever on my phone every day. So nice. Uh, love that app. Play it a lot. And then there were, of course, some Blood on the Clock Tower, Teensyville games that happened. We'll leave that for Dan's segment, however. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, a couple things first. Um, I, I was able to actually, for the first time in like literally over six months, I was able to have uh, some games at my house um, with Catherine. Uh, so first we played Shipwreck Arcana, game that I talk about a lot, a cooperative deduction game where we are trying to figure out what numbers we have in each other's hand. I'm not going to go too far into it because we talk about it every episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shipwreck Arcana by Marimorph Games. Uh, fantastic if you want a uh, cheap, great cooperative deduction game. Uh, then I had I have a story that I already told Bob. I spoiled because I forgot Bob was going to be on this sh- show. For some reason, I, I swapped him and Spencer in my head. But uh, so we played. Uh, you guys look the exact same. Exactly. Uh, so so uh, we played the Quacks of Quedlinburg. It was a game I got for Christmas. I don't honestly love the game very much, um, but Catherine loves it. Um, and the whole reason it was on my Christmas list was so that I didn't have to buy it. <laughs> I was like, hey, here, here's a way that you can get the game you like, and we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> you know, let's pay for good games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so all this gameplay did was reaffirm that I don't have fun playing this game oh because I literally had the worst luck in the world. I exploded every round. <laughs> uh, every round, like my first four or five tokens were white. You know what the key is? Man. And I was like... Play better. Yeah, I tell me about <laughs> it. Yeah. Up the bag. Uh, you don't think I did? You don't think by the end? Of, you know how mad I was at the end of the game in the ninth round or whatever. I have like eighty tokens in there. I'm shuffling it all up. White, white, white. <laughs> Break this game. I hate it. Um, no, I don't hate it. It's it's a fine game. It's fun, but I just I just have the worst luck when I yeah. play a game. Like I'm not allowed to have fun when I play that game. Like how can I have? 40 tokens in my bag and pull five white in a row. <laughs> what, what is the universe telling me <laughs> when that happens? So, just give up. Yeah. So Quacks is, uh, is that that's game. another game by the same guy, right? Yep. Wolfgang. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's King Midas as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, Quacks Kettlingberg by Wolfgang Warsh. Um, okay. Then I'll mention Return to Dark Tower first. I That's um, one I forgot to say. There's, there's two I forgot. Return to Dark Tower is definitely one of them. Right. Well, so I've played it quite a few times because then we played it at Spencer's 
Um, it was me, Spencer, my brother, and Jesse. Um, and that was at my house. Yes. Uh, what did I say? Sorry. Spencer. Spencer. Sorry. Yeah. At uh, Mike's house. Um, Some dark, dimly lit basement. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's. But, uh, and Mike watched for about maybe half the game. Um, and uh, we had a really good, intense game. It went a little long, but that's because we were determined to finish and win. And we did. Um, uh, we also figured out how the boss fight works. Spencer and I per- purposely wanted to figure that out. So how the boss fights work in that game is because um, it says that you can stop at any time, mm-hmm. right, and leave and come back and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you'll notice, so, like, if I leave and come back and then Bob goes, he still has all the same number same of cards time. and stuff. Yeah. So how it works is any um, – wh- uh, what are the rerolls called? Um, rerolls? Where you lower the numbers on things. Um Wild, oh. yeah. What are you talking about? Those advantages. Things. There you go. Um, so any advantages you spend on cards stay. So we, what you're doing with the boss is you're slowly whittling down how strong they are. So if I go in there and I go to the first card and I use all my advantages and I get it down to its weakest point and then leave, you know that next time you go in there, if you pull that card because you know you randomly pick five, that card is going to be starting so, at a positive for you. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're going in there one by one, hitting him and slowly dwindling those down until they're either beatable or just all good for you. Like you're gaining stuff instead of losing stuff, you know? So that's how the boss fights work. And it was a fascinating <laughs> system for us to fight through and kind of go in wave after wave and just slowly weaken him until my brother was able to go in as the, the like tanky barbarian character you were playing and just wipe him down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we finished Dark Tower. Uh, had a really good time. Nice. Uh, with that game, liked it just as much. Zach, uh, my brother, also kind of walked away saying, "Like, wow, what an experience!" Like he loved. It. He's been telling his friends about it. Uh, really good time. And then that brings us to the other thing at Mike's house, which was <gasps> Blood on the Clock Tower. So it was actually hilarious. We got there and we were like, "Let's play a quick Teensyville Blood on the Clock Tower," because uh, Caleb had only ever played once. Jesse had never played, and no one there except for me had played in real life. I believe, because when we played, no one that was that group um, played there. Um, so we played a quick game of Teensyville uh, with a script that uh, Mike created. Uh, everyone seemed to have a good time. And then um, I said, uh, Mike st- was the storyteller of the game. And I said, hey, Mike, I'll let's do a second game. I'll be storyteller this time so that you can actually play. You know, I want you to be able to play and everything. And um, so we did that. And then after that... Um, Caleb had kind of a time limit on when he had to go. So he said, let's just keep playing Blood on the Clock Tower until I have to leave because I don't want to like start a game and not be able to finish and stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone was having such a good time at the game that they just wanted to play again. And then Jesse, who had never played before, said, let me look at the script really quick. He read over the script for like five minutes. He was looking at it. He said, I kind of saw everything you guys do. Run me over some of the rules I wouldn't know really quick. I want to story tell this game. So nice. Jesse then, having never played before that night, had never even seen the game before that night, stood up and was a storyteller that game and he only made one mistake which i also made one mistake and i think mike made one or two mistakes but it's just that we were doing things in real life for the first time so having to do you know not keeping notes and having to remember how certain things work we just made some uh, small mistakes but um and jesse's was a a mistake that he never would have known he made because basically the poisoner poisoned someone and then died and Jesse wouldn't have known that since the poisoner's no longer alive his poisoning goes away immediately and the person's ability should have worked normally, right? That's such a rare occurrence that right. that wouldn't have been explained to Jesse. Hey, just in case this happens, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so he did a great job. So, yeah, we played three consecutive back-to-back games of Teensy Blood on the Clock Tower, and I think everyone had a fantastic time. Everyone was laughing. Uh, uh, Teensy Blood's a little rough for evil because you the demon gets no bluffs. <laughs> and evil players don't know who's on their team. So it really is everyone just shooting in the dark. As a matter of fact, in one of the games, I can't remember which one, the demon killed his minion because he, he didn't know who he was. You know, um, That's when the whole poisoning mishap happened. Um, and so it, it, it's a little rougher on evil in that one, but so you got to you know give him some powerful abilities. And we encountered for the first time the goblin in real life, <laughs> which I have been jokingly saying probably Mike's most hated character in the game because no. he he brick walls <laughs> when that character comes out. Well, when you've got when you've got a minion ability that basically says if you publicly declare to be the goblin and you get executed, your team wins if you are the goblin. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is night one <laughs> or day one. 
I'm not taking a chance of the mi- of the evil team getting an instant win. I'm just not taking that chance. I would rather just let's let's just try to execute somebody else that maybe won't claim to be the goblin. They die, and then we've got another day to talk about whether we actually think Dan is the goblin or not. Like that was my strategy, and I feel like we did that successfully. But man, it was it was an easy play each time for the evil team. I. I it did stonewall me, but I also felt like I would I would rather take I would rather get more information than take the risk of, of losing instantly because we executed the wrong person. Right. It was just so funny seeing like there'd be a vote on someone, let's just say me, right? And Mike would like have his hand up for a yes vote and I'd be like, Guys, you don't want to kill me. I'm a good player. Like I'm I'm this character, I would do this, also I claim goblin, and Mike would just go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not execute him. Fine. <laughs> like, Fine. Just, just watch him collapse. <laughs> you so, son of a... It's so funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, fantastic game. I so cannot fun. wait to have an actual full player count game in real life. I'm really looking forward to playing with like the actual full rule set and everything like that. Um, and, you know, full scripts. Um, but yeah, uh, we've talked about Blood and Clock Tower a lot. You guys understand it for the most part at this point. Uh, we just, we had a great time. It is incredible, life. and the more we play, the more it solidifies our high ranking for it. <laughs> Keep your eyes posted for some Discord games. We want it to happen. Yeah, Mike is desperately trying to get some storytelling in. It's just that finding a day that works for everyone has been tough. Uh, it looks like we're going to need to do, like, uh, honestly, it seems like a Friday night works for most people. Um, but we'll have to look at that because that then cancels game night. So, you know, right. pros right. and cons. Right. Uh, so I had a couple that I played. I went to one of our local game stores I normally don't get to go to on a Friday because I was off work early on a Friday. Uh, so that's always nice. Uh, but we played Waiting for People to Get Done, wrapped up one of my rapidly becoming one of my favorite games, Mob the Big Apple. Uh, Two-player game, a little area control action selection game. Uh, I taught a friend how to play that. Uh, and then we bust well, up really quick. I, I p- also played Mob the Big Apple. You guys had me and Spencer play. Nice. So that was in this last week. So yep. I, w- I was able to play it as well. Excellent. Um, Do you enjoy it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a cool little game. I need to play it some more to see mm. it. Um, I like what it gives you more than the game itself, right? right? The game itself is fun, and I would play it. But I just love the fact that you get a a nice... You know, kind of thinky area mm. control worker placement game in 30 minutes. Like, yeah. the, what it gives you is amazing and yeah. will fill a slot on your game shelf that doesn't usually exist. Yep. Um, uh, is it like the best game ever? I don't think so. Sure. But you're not going to find many games that do that. Right. So, yeah. You can get a lot in there for a short amount of time and it's easy to get to the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, also, played a game of Raw. Uh, with four players, so that was that was pretty. Oh, and then it started. It wasn't even me that started it too, because like three of us got knocked out, and it was down to one guy, and he had like three rod tiles before the round was over, and so he starts pulling it. And this guy next to me is just like rah rah. Oh, nice. Rah. He's yeah. before. <laughs> no, he had. That was the first time he had played. I know, right? That's why it was so great. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, we also played Dice Forge, which is another uh, fantastic game, like popping off the sides. You know, building your own dice, rolling them over and over again, and gaining all those resources. It's a well-produced uh, mm-hmm. game. Enjoy that one. Uh, then we had our Meeple event on uh, Saturday. Uh, we started with Rolling Realms, which went really well. We had uh, three, ra- two or three turns in, and we had somebody show up. So like, okay, hey, these were your numbers. Go ahead and fill them in real quick. Right. And caught them up to speed. Like, ready? Okay. And then we continued, and we kept yeah. going. Drop in, uh, drop out. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but that's another one of my favorite rolling rights. Uh, you know, the production value you get for such a cheap amount of money, and um, just the concept of like, because each card that you're playing is a different Stonemeyer game, and they're themed and play the way those games play, right? In the Viticulture one, you're making wine. In like the Scythe one, you have a top row action. You could do a bottom row action, too, if you have the right resources. The Scythe row one is probably my favorite. Yeah, the way that they implemented that mechanic is yeah. so cool. Super cool. So I'm wait, I'm ho- I hope more cards come out for more Stonemeyer games. Me too. Uh, I was only able to show up for like an hour and a half or something Saturday, so I just showed up. We played most of Rolling Realms, yep. and then the new everyone arrived, and I headed out for work, yep. so... Uh, after that, we did a large five-player count game of Lords of Vegas, and that was yes. fantastic. Uh, taught us some new people how to play. We used the up expansion, and normally with that, you're only allowed to go up as mu- as far as there are people. And this is the larger play- largest player count I've ever gotten to uh, to play it with. 
And so, like, we had one guy, he had, he had like, just a couple of singles, and he's just like, well, here's, you know, 45, I'm going to put three floors on there. And so he had two different buildings at five stacks each, and, like, it was, it was crazy. So, I mean, he wasn't getting a ton of money, but, man, he was scoring some good points on there. And, uh, but that, was, that went really well. Everybody had a really good time playing that game. Uh, awesome game awesome for game. the record yeah. officially officially right Dan well <laughs> uh, I know because like we were trying to figure out what to play and it was between Dune Imperium and Lords of Vegas and Mike's like <laughs> had a hard time picking I was like I'll, I'll let you pick and I'll play whichever one the right there's choice. a win-win <laughs> on that decision there I lost yeah uh, so then like after we got done with Lords of Vegas we were still waiting on them to get done uh, with their uh, Twilight, Imper- uh, Twilight Imperium. It felt like a Twilight yeah, Imperium. No wonder it's <laughs> Dune Imperium. Um, so we played Cat Lady. I had never played Cat Lady before, but it's like a kind of a simple, you have a large st- uh, stack of cards, and you've got a three-by-three three grid, um, and you're basically taking either one row or one column of cards each turn, um, and you're kind of like set collecting. You're getting cats, and you have to make sure they're fed with food and getting toys. Then there's also this little cat meeple. And so if you take this row, you put the cat meeple there as it gets refilled, and that way nobody can go and just take that same exact row, unless you got a spray bottle. You can squirt the cat with water and move the cat <laughs> somewhere else, and then you can take the row that it was just protecting. And, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of a neat little kind of filler game. It took us about 20, 30 minutes to play through the whole deck, but it was fun. It was a... Good time. How's it smell? Fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's fine. Didn't smell bad. It's cat lady. I'm cat sorry. Lady. <laughs> there. Um, yeah. So, so what I forgot to mention, uh, other than uh, the Return to Dark Tower, which I thought was really good uh-huh. when I played it, was really pleasantly surprised with that, uh, was Nemesis Lockdown. Yep. I don't think yep. I've talked about it. That's the last thing it. on my list. Yeah. Yeah, we all um, played that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know that I want to say it's like an improvement on Nemesis, but I definitely had a better time yeah, I playing Lockdown than maybe the last couple of times I've had playing Nemesis. I think it's better. I think the addition of the um, everybody has a little bit of hidden information, and there's one that we don't we don't know about the elevator and the power. Uh-huh. The way I, the power I, works. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed those new mechanics. You know, and the, the, oh, there's like different ways to kind of get out. I guess there kind of was in the first one too, yeah. but you know, there's the isolation chamber, there's the escape pods, or there's the bunker. You know, so right. it's I, I enjoy how there's different ways to win on that. Um, and I had one more game, uh, Blank Slate, hit the table, and it was a hit. And it was one of the closest games ever, which was funny because I got all the way to the end, and um, all the different Tim needed one point, and I was two points from winning. He got one point, but I matched for three points at the end. So technically, I beat him by one point. It was so salty, but it was fun. It was a good game. Everybody oh, was everybody dog. was within a couple of points, except for like maybe one person. So yeah, it was really really close game. It's, that. A, it's a really good game. So good. It kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Yep. Uh, that was all uh, the games I played, except for some Gloomhaven Online. Yeah. Sure. sure. Oh, Elden yeah. Ring. Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. Yeah. yeah. So now the next forty-five minutes, uh, Dan and I are going to talk about Elden Ring. It's amazing. But no, we'll go into uh, we'll get into some news. Yeah. Uh, some some personal news. If you've been on the Discord, um, I don't remember if I put it on the Facebook page or not. But I finally received the big box double expansion uh for one of my favorite games mm. australia mm-hmm. uh only to find that it looked like they played rugby with it uh i mean the box had like all these holes on the side the shipping box that had all these holes on the side and i've had scares like this before where then i've opened up my box and it's fine you know what i mean you oh you open up the shipping box and like oh whew, my game's fine it's in, in good shape this time was not the case. Uh, I had a huge hole punched in the back of it. And I was just like, they never replace damaged boxes on like Kickstarters. It's like the hardest thing. It's one thing if you've got broken or missing components. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife made a good point. Uh, good thing she doesn't watch because she won't know that, that she was right. Right. And she's like, well, the fact that it's a uh, the big box and it's meant to hold the, the core game and the expansions shouldn't they replace that? Like, cause that's part of the draw of the Kickstarter. Yeah. And I was like, good point. Uh, and I'm not usually one to just, you know, email, uh, or, you know, negatively comment publicly, you know, the company, but I, I sent them an email. They responded very quickly and, uh, was just like, send us some pictures, save your shipping carton, take pictures of that as well. Um, and send them to us. And within two days, uh, they had redirected me to Stronghold, who had filled the Kickstarter, and they were like, 
send us the pictures again with your shipping address, your Kickstarter name, blah, 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 blah. And uh, within two hours, they sent me an email back going, it's, we're so sorry what happened to your box. We're sending you a new box. And I was like, okay. Uh, was having a terrible week. And that just, that, that box showed up on the worst day it could have. And uh, within a couple of days, I know it, it'll take a few weeks before I get my box, but I don't care. They are, they are fixing uh, a problem, you know, for me. And, and, wrong. And, no, and all it took was for me to just take a couple of pictures right. and, and, and fire off a couple of emails. Mm -hmm. So it was very low, you know, like it wasn't like it was a big hassle or anything. So just a shout out to uh, the show mill games, people and uh, the stronghold games mm -hmm. customer service. Cause yeah really just made my day because I was so bummed because I love Australia so much. Right. And I uh, was looking forward to not having this nice big box. The only thing, the only bad thing about the box uh, when it doesn't have the hole in it uh, <laughs> is that in the original, <laughs> my original uh, Kickstarter version of the Australia box, right? It's a guy looking, it's like looking through binoculars and in the reflection of the glass and the binoculars, you see like Cthulhu way off in the distance, right? On my original base game box, that part is like shiny and like kind oh, of reflective. Sure. Uh, in the in the new box, it's not like that. I was like, oh, but I'm like, I'm getting a new box. I don't care. Like, you know, and obviously, I've got everything all packed in my punctured box mm -hmm. because I just couldn't wait. I wanted to look at everything and punch it all out. Right. Uh, but anyways, uh, happy ending to my very sad story. Yeah. I kind of uh, I kind of wish that on the big box, the <clears throat> box art would have been a close up of Cthulhu's eye, and you see a little reflection of a guy way in the distance, uh, like <laughs> through binoculars. That would have been funny. <laughs> That's what I wish. Yeah. But I mean, that, uh -oh. that reminds me. I, I want to say, like, you know, if you have a problem with like a Kickstarter or a game or something you've ordered reach out don't just get online and blast companies because accidents happen and things happen and give them a chance to write you know what went wrong before you go blasting them on the internet well and 99 percent of the time the shipping problems aren't the company they yeah didn't, they yeah. didn't punch a hole <laughs> and be like ah hey, there's FedEx. tim's give tim <laughs> that piece <laughs> of crap yeah so. well, and that's and honestly that's why i thought i was out of luck and i wasn't gonna crap on the company because of that mm. i would have just complained about uh fedex you right know what i mean and and ups or not ups but but, uh, you know, but no, they, it, it wasn't their fault. They, they fixed it. I'm so happy. And you're right, Bob. Absolutely. Reach out before you just go and start, start blasting. Yep. You know, because they give them a chance, give them a chance to fix something. You know, uh, a lot of times they will, yeah. you know, most companies will try. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be like a super mega influencer like Tim is. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's going up the hotness as we speak. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in other news, I believe it's Renegade Games. I don't remember. Who makes Hunger? Yeah, it's Renegade. Yep. Uh, they have announced an expansion yes. uh, for the Hunger High Stakes. Uh, this one's got uh, vampire hunters and werewolves that you have to combat, new event cards uh, that I believe are going to give people like asymmetric powers. Nice. And uh, things like that. So we will just see. I enjoyed The Hunger. I, I know that play some more. people don't or have it. But, yeah, we need to also play it more. But I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. I didn't love it, but I, I, I again, yeah. completely admit I need to play it more, for sure. It's it's not like a clank killer or, or right. anything. No. And it's similar in design. Yeah, uh, sure. It's similar design, idea. but it's not a, yeah, yeah I wouldn't, it wouldn't replace clank for me. <clears throat> Right. Also coming from Renegade Games soon, you can pre-order it, is a game called Birdwatcher. Have you guys seen this one? Uh -huh. Uh So you are uh, trying to photograph... Oh, so Bob, yeah. what do you think of when I say Birds, birds of Paradise? It's a one green, zero one flyer, taps for colored mana. Yeah, any color of your choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you're trying to take photographs of Birds of Paradise in, uh, nice. in this, in this Birdwatcher. Uh, but you're also you're trying to lure them to your trees mm -hmm. uh, and then take pictures of them. And then uh, you are publishing your findings. And uh, so and then you, you the person with the most citation points wins. It's one to five players plays in 25 to 60 minutes. It's um, hmm. a weird time frame. Right. Right. Like 30 uh, to 60. Why? Well, like yeah. 20, I don't know. 25 <laughs> <laughs> not a half hour could be under half hour that's right uh but yeah looks interesting the artwork look artwork looks really solid uh they had a, a person who does like the professional artwork for like the science you know science books and things like that uh doing the art lots of good color and everything 
Uh, really, really solid. Um, downer news. Uh, Half Monster Games. I believe they're Australian-based. They did a game we talked about um, uh, on a Kickstarter segment a long time ago. Uh, trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and then they've got it. They've got another one that's got a similar name. Anyways, they're done. They oh. are. Uh, they are. They they're finishing all their you know Kickstarter obligations okay. and everything. But as, but as a <clears throat> but they're no longer operating uh, as a company as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, they do one half of the team is doing like a Patreon, and he's working on some design stuff still. So if you follow Half Monster Games. You can still one half of that duo is still producing stuff, but it's going to be on a different level. Uh, but anyways, you guys got some news. That's, uh, that's, yeah, I I've got, got one other thing, but it's going to segue into the crowdfunding. Sure. Uh, yeah, I got a little one. Uh, so our friends over at the Grand Gamers Guild were always big fans when people do things like this, but they've released an uh, Ukrainian ambassador card for Endangered. Uh, and so you can get on their website. You can pay five bucks for it. Uh, all the proceeds are going to help uh, the, everything going on over there. Uh, also, if you pre-order the uh, endangered monarch butterflies, you can get that card added on for cheaper and you don't have to pay for shipping because it'll all be included. And again, all the proceeds from that will go to you know Ukrainian relief uh, to help with what they're dealing with. So we always you know think it's a good idea when companies try to help out. And yep, that's awesome. Oh so, yeah. It's fantastic. I didn't know it was it's for so endangered. Good. Yep. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, because in the endangered game, like you draw from the ambassador decks and then you flip them over and uh they're just different countries, right? And so now there will be one from Ukraine that you could you can get. So, uh, very cool. Sure, I have some pretty obvious news. You guys shared it in our Discord, but I mean I own the game, so I just feel kind of entitled to talk about it because I'm also <laughs> <laughs> nice because um, I'm also excited for it it's a game that I think everyone has been waiting for to get an expansion and that's Star Wars Outer Rim yes, unfinished business too, so we talked about it when the box art was revealed months yep. back uh, and now we have some actual information on it I mean the so there's three big things that are being added the first thing is the end caps now um, are uh, the core worlds mm-hmm. right instead of uh, uh, what it was with the little normal just one planet in the uh, the ships way. launching sure. in. So now there's like core worlds that have their own special event cards where you can you choose if you're actually like landing on the planet or just flying through the core worlds, and the card will have two different effects depending on which one you say that you're doing um, when you land there. Um, and then there's a interesting system. I actually like this a lot. You can exchange favor for debt. Uh, in this now, so favor is like the victory points in the game. You have to get a certain amount of favor to win. Um, and so I can ask Bob to give me a favor. Right, like so, he's giving me a victory point with the promise of a future help. Right, and you give me a debt token. You give me your debt token, and I now have that token sitting in front of me. And at any point, you can ask me for—I want to say a favor, but it's not like literally the victory point favor. It's a—it's uh, anything that you need, some a flyby, right. something like this. And I need you to take that ship just, out, and you don't even have to ask me. You're saying I need to do this for me. You just take your uh, debt token from me, and I have to pay my debt to you. So you have you, to do yeah, it. Though? I have to okay, pay my. I debt was kind of wondering, like, mm, yeah, no. yeah. When you take the token, <laughs> I have to fulfill that uh, promise. Uh, Interesting. Uh, and I and I like that system a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very on theme with the smug you know mm-hmm. thing um and then the last thing of course is we have let's see eight more characters wow. uh coming to the game here and that's not even counting all the cards that are getting added so mm-hmm. they point out in the in the press release thing that like uh, han solo and chewbacca can both be uh crewmates or han solo and boba fett can both be crewmates for you now because they're playable in the base game so as long as no one's playing them they can be crew now okay um mm-hmm. but the eight playable characters some really cool ones some who cares um so we got maz kanata Weird choice, um, but I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, sure, someone, someone will play Maz. Uh, Black Chrysanthemum, which I know yeah. has, a, has a bit of a fan base. Uh, he's pretty cool. Uh, Cad Bane is probably the highlight here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cad Bane. Well, I guess the next one is the real highlight. I, I honestly was surprised when I was like, oh yeah, he wasn't in the base game, was he? But yeah, Cad Bane, huge fan base. Uh, and now with uh, Mandalorian and Spoilers. stuff, like he's uh, who cares? This show's <laughs> been out for months. Get um, on it. 
Oh, but, uh, <laughs> and then the next big one is Chewbacca. This oh. is where I was like, oh, he wasn't in the base game. You're right. But yeah, yeah so now someone can be, which is interesting, though, because that means now someone can be Han Solo and someone else can be Chewbacca and they can be going up against each other. <laughs> yeah. It's just a rough patch. You know? Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, That's they'll, right. They'll work it out. They will. But then, you know, you get the debt token and then he is he has his life debt <laughs> That's right. at that point. Um, and then Dengar, uh, I nice. don't really care yeah. about him, but he has a he has a kind of a cult following yeah, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not I mean, as you big. should have the OG Empire Strikes Back. Right, exactly. Get them all in there. Sure. IG eighty eight, Bosk, Dengar. Right. Let's get them all in if there. If MC Chris has a song about it, he should be in there. Uh, this is probably the <laughs> biggest Who Cares one, in my opinion, of course, that someone is going to freak out and say best character ever, but uh, Enfys Nest? Oh, yeah, sure. Eh. eh. I mean, best, you know. Best character ever? Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, <laughs> it's not like she's terrible. It's just like, okay, eh, I guess to fill out the roster, you know. Sure. Um, uh, Hera Syndulla, that's actually a huge one. That, that's the... Uh, the Rebels. Twi'lek from Rebels. Yeah, she's a Twi'lek, I think, right? Um, she's something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she's like the captain of the Ghost or whatever. That huge mm-hmm. fan base. I mean, people love Hera. Um, I, I, there's a lot of rumors that she's going to be coming back for, uh, like, the – yeah, one of the shows. I don't know if it's uh, – Yeah, yeah, yeah one of those that. she's going to be coming back uh, yeah. for. Oh, it might even be um... – I, I think it's the uh, Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, so, Ahsoka. that's what I've been here because she was kind of with them in Rebels for a bit and stuff. Um, and then the last one, this is just funny to me, Hondo Hanaka, which is, I don't know him very much, but he's like from the Clone Wars and stuff, maybe Rebels. Um, he's from some cartoon stuff, but he's like the classic character I just really like and stuff like this. Like uh, if anyone watches Critical Role, um, it's kind of like the uh, Tarian Darrington kind of character where he's just like, oh, yes, uh, we are best buds. I will always support you. And then Stormtrooper walks in. It's him. <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of character. So that's that's his character. He's like the what? super nice guy until the second it benefits him to not be. And then he stabs you in the back. And then he instantly apologizes yeah, for stabbing you in the back. back. Yeah, I, just, I love that. Sure. There's a there's an animatronic Hondo that's at the uh, front of one of the the, the new rides at Galaxy's Edge. So oh, no. it's not shocking that there's like more oh, of him. Kind of a push for him. <clears throat> sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I have for, for Star Wars Outer Rim. Those are the things I'm getting at it. Again, I'm excited. Uh, I, I think this will up the game a bit. Star Wars Outer Rim is a very fun game. It's basically Firefly streamlined. Yep. Um, it's still not perfect. It still has some flaws. I don't always want to play it, but I, I, it's a fun game. The other thing I really want to do is I see people. Um, play with um, pieces from like uh, Star Wars. I don't know if it's X-Wing because I think uh, those are too big, but I think it's Armada. They use pieces from Armada Mm -hmm. um, as their ships to just kind of up that value a bit, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just really good looking, so yeah. Um, uh, It's a fun game, especially if you like Firefly. It really does do the same thing, but in an hour instead of three. Sure. Right. Yeah, I think uh, Zaya Legend of Drift System is still better. Uh, but I am excited that this game finally got a very, very, very long overdue expansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Unfinished Business is an apt title. Yeah, that's actually yeah, hilarious. Like yeah, yeah. Some of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give me um, uh, news, Mike, or no? I'm an uninformed peon, so I have no news. I love it. No moves from Mike. No, your no place. <laughs> no, your role. <laughs> so, so my last bit of news, then, which yep. will lead into crowdfunding, sure. is uh, the day before. So, th- when this episode launches, a Kickstarter that Dan and I will at least be very interested in, okay. and Bob's interest is growing, uh, will uh, launch uh, March 29th. Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kickstarter launches. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that video. Three to five players, 45 minutes. I am starting to be concerned, though. Because uh-huh. have you oh, seen no. the picture of the board, I, That's what I said last uh, episode when we talked about it. We talked about it at some point, And, yeah, yeah. the board. Yeah. I think terrible. the board looks terrible. Mm. Um, I don't think. Again, that's why I'm really looking forward to the video. Because I want to see what it actually looks During like when it's played. Play. Yeah. But it looks like they just have a bunch of pictures of map areas, kind of like what um, Arkham Horror and stuff does, sure. or Eldritch Horror. And then the cards are so bland. It's just like a picture of the jump action. So in order to go between these two locations that have a jump action between them, I just need to play the jump action card, and I can move to that location. I'm just like, is that Dead by Daylight to you? That is nothing like Dead you by Daylight. You wonder if they played the video game at all. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I you know, um, I can't. The the company that made it made a different game that I remember thinking was good, and I can't remember level, what that game level is. Level ninety nine games. Yeah, level ninety nine games. Think, I 
can't think of what else they've made. XCOM? Not the XCOM company? I thought XCOM was Fantasy Flight. Uh, Millennium I, Blades. Oh, Millennium. They made Millennium Blades, Blades, which is a really cool game that really messes with a genre and does some cool stuff. And uh, again, that's why I'm really looking forward because I don't think the videos have done this game or the pictures have done this game any justice. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing that video. And uh, trust me, holding out hope. Yeah, next time that we talk, um, I will either be very kind or very harsh on this game. One of those two things are coming. <laughs> As yeah, someone who Dead yourself, by Daylight might are be coming. their favorite, like it's in it's in my top five favorite game, favorite video games ever. It is probably the video game I have the second most hours in ever. I literally think the first Dark Souls and then Dead by Daylight are the games I have the most hours in. Um, I just it is not how I would have done it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I've been let down by video games that were turned into board games. Yeah. yeah, I just some games are hard to port over. They are. Yeah. It does make you. It does make you wonder. Like, have they played this game? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So from the uh, the pictures and the promotional materials, it looks like there's the trapper, the doctor, nurse, hag, wraith, hillbilly on the killer side, and then on the survivors, I can't remember all their names, but I recognize Quentin and Nia like very quickly. I'm sure there's uh, there's probably Dwight, Claudette. <clears throat> oh, Dwight. Uh, there's yeah. no way there's Quentin because he's not uh, Quentin. Yeah. I wrote down Quentin. It's yeah. Dwight. Dwight, Nia, Claudette, Jake. Uh, you know, any of the non-licensed think... ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. Uh, so the collector's edition comes with twice as many survivors. So they probably have yeah. all the unlicensed ones in there if you get the collector's edition. Right, right. But anyways, it's it's something that I know Dan and I are pretty excited about, or at least very interested Hopeful. to see what, it, what it's <laughs> going to look like. Sure. Uh, uh, but that's it for news. Okay. Right. Uh, some other kind of crowdfunding then. Sure. Um. It was mentioned on our Discord, and I was looking at it. It looks pretty neat. Uh, it's called Oak. Uh, it's on uh, GameFound right now. Uh, by the time this comes out, you'll have about a week or so. It's going to end around April 6th or 7th, so um, you know, make sure you uh, look at it quickly if it sounds interesting. But it's a worker placement hand management game for one to four people. plays about 90 minutes uh, by Wim. This is a funny name. Goosens? I think it's how it's pronounced. It's uh, uh, been, uh, by the Game Brewers. Uh, standard editions for 50 euros, deluxe for 85, but those are way cheaper than what the MSRPs are going to be. So if you are interested, this would be the way uh, to go about it. One of the neat things about this is um, you're going to have all these little druids that you're going to have on your team, um, and you're going to be playing these cards from your hand. Uh, you'll be able to upgrade those cards to get better actions, but you'll also be sending those druids out to locations, and then you'll get to upgrade them, and they get little like um, plastic bits that you're going to actually put on your meeple, kind of like a dwellings every day where you put like their hat, the roof mm-hmm. on their head. Yeah. Um, but instead, they're going to have like little satchels or um, hats and things like that to upgrade your druids with. Um, but the insert or the deluxe looks like a much nicer way to go. It's got like a great looking insert. Uh, it has extra maps. There's silkscreen printings on the meeples. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I usually try to do the deluxe versions of the stuff anyway, just because I like fancier bits. Um, but it's nice that they do have an offer of, of either one on there. Uh, but it's on GameFound, like I said. It's called Oak. Um, it looks pretty interesting. It does. I believe Jonathan was the one that I first was asked Jonathan us. That. Yep. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I have, uh, I have, uh, so, well, f- first of all, I mentioned that, uh, were you going to talk about Jurassic, Tim? Nope. Go okay. For it. I was just going to mention it really quick. I don't have a whole bunch of information on it cause we've literally covered it like three weeks in a row now, but it is finally live. Uh, Prospero Hall's Jurassic World, the legacy of, uh, Isla Nublar, the, um, uh, 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 st- yes. story game. Uh, legacy game. Legacy, legacy game. game. It's literally in the title, and I couldn't think of the word. Um, <laughs> the the legacy game of Jurassic uh, Park that they have been teasing for a long time. It's one okay. to four players, ninety to one hundred twenty minutes, and uh, one hundred twenty dollars is what it's set at. Um, I I I'm not super interested, but like I'm interested in the idea. Sure, you know, I th- dinosaurs. I, maybe Spencer will get it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you know what. <laughs> I'm really interested. I hope someone I know gets it. He's not here. He's not. He's not going to see this. He's now. not going to watch. <laughs> that was a very seductive look. <laughs> go get it. I'm not even that interested. <laughs> um, Spoilers: The dinosaurs get loose. Oh, oh what? what? This is ridiculous. What's the point of playing now? Yeah. But they spared no expense. <laughs> they spared no expense. <laughs> How could that happen? Nice. Uh, yeah. Spent so, all that time wondering if you could. You didn't ask yourself. So, so I have another one, but I'll let it go around uh-huh. and see if it gets mentioned. <laughs> What's the magic word? Ha ha ha. 
Uh, Mike, you got a crowdfunding? Crowdfunding? Uh, I do. Uh, so I am a fan of a lot of stuff that BoardGameTables.com puts out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they make great, great tables. tables. Yep. Uh, had a table custom-made uh, based on one of their tables. Their second-gen bags are really nice, too. They Agreed. have great bags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, so I have a couple of their games. The one that we've talked about the most is QE. That came from BoardGameTables.com. Uh, when they Lima, Luta when Lima, they, and uh, on tour, on tour, yeah, yes. all great. So mm-hmm. that was all one campaign. It was three games. You could get w- one game individually, or you could pay one price and get all three of them. Um, and I got QE and uh, love it. Then they did a similar thing, and um, I got Barrade out of this campaign. And they had two other games that came with it. You could you could pledge for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Well, this time they have Habitats. Basket Boss, and Nine Lives. And all of the games from this company are very approachable, have fairly low rule sets, mm-hmm. but have so far, Except for me, <laughs> had a very, uh, very fulfilling gameplay. Mm-hmm. I have not played Bear Raid yet. I want to. It recently fulfilled the backers, so uh, I'll get that played soon. But... Um, but Habitats is like a tile-laying game. Uh, it's very colorful. It's got, like, screen-printed animal meeples, which look pretty cool. Um, and it's got, like, kind of some different ways to score. Very pretty-looking game. Basket Boss does something I have not seen in a game, and I'm, I'm a big fan of sports. Um, I think it would be cool to see a game that makes you feel like you're the GM of the team. And this game has, like, an auction mechanic where you're bidding on players. And those players, maybe there's one player who, like, the game ages. And the players have ratings based on what year of their career they're in. Hmm. So maybe they play really well, like, their rookie year, but then they fade off after that. They're a one-year wonder. You may have another player who improves every year. So as he gets farther along in his career, he continues to get better. Uh, there's like different like GMs and like associates that you can also bid on that give you like different powers that other players may not be able to use. So to see a sports game with like a GM aspect and auctioning, uh, I think is very intriguing to me. Right, right. It's like because uh, there's a video game series that's just called like NFL Manager 2009 and stuff, right? Like yeah. so Madden. Madden manager. What is no, just the Madden football game. manager? Yeah. Doesn't the Madden have a, a, a well, yeah, uh, Madden you can Madden's got a GM mode that you yeah. can, right. I'm yeah. just saying you there's a, there's literally a game series called like Football Manager. That's yeah, like if you're a sports fan, sometimes you can have fun just like uh signing contracts and seeing guys improve and not even actually playing Madden. But I'm one of those people. I'm sure. Um and then the other third uh game in that uh Nine Lives is like a uh cat-themed trick-taking game where you can kind of put a wager on how many tricks you think you're going to take. Um, So that one looks pretty unique. So all three of those games can be had for $89 for all three of them. I mean, that's a pretty pretty good price point, mm-hmm. um, and uh, definitely interested in that campaign. You might find me as a backer. There's 11 days left as of this filming. It's raised like $115,000, so looks like cool. a cool campaign. Is that on Kickstarter or GameFound? It is on Kickstarter. Okay. Okay, Kickstarter. cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, are you guys going to talk about Title Blades 2? No, nope. we literally, when you were gone, we all said Tim will talk about Tim will that talk one. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's sort of like a, a mixed bag for me. I think that um, I need to play it more. Um, for me, it's, it seemed like a lot of setup and a lot of work for mm-hmm. a very tight and, uh, you know, like action selection worker, pla- I guess, worker placement kind of game sure. right you, yeah. you put your worker you resolve stuff it's really tight it's very punishing if you uh if you play poorly uh but for a game that looks so beautiful and vibrant and it seems like it should be a little bit lighter uh than what it is um anyways uh so they've got this they've got title blades too so uh i mean it is a beautiful universe that they have crafted right they've made it all from scratch um and so now they are giving you the opportunity to get like a role-playing game book, mm-hmm. you know, set in that universe. Um, I wrote down basically just like the, the two pledges that I would have looked at or that I did look at, but mm-hmm. um, there's a $109 uh, version of the game where it comes with the upgrade pack. So you get like the squishy fruit, the upgraded shells, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, there's a $159 version of the game, which is the deluxe version. So that comes with the upgraded components, but it also comes with like 70 plus miniatures, right? So not only the miniatures for, 
for your characters, but miniatures for the other monsters and stuff that you're you're going to be fighting. Uh, a really interesting thing that this one does. So in the original one, you build. I don't even want to say it's a modular board, and I think that this is no. one of my problems with it. Right? Is you have you set up this board, you you put it all together like a puzzle. You know, and it, it's sort of like a circle and the arena's in the middle or whatever. And uh, but it's not modular as you can change things around or like spatially where things matter where they're at. Right. It all just fits together. You know, it's cool looking. But it, again, a lot of work. Um, this one is it's it's uh, like a Ryan Lockett game almost where you you open up the book and the book is your map, you know, and, and uh, so it's a different. Uh, scenarios that you play through you go to different pages and you've got different maps and there's some sideboards and things like that that you you that you use dual layer player boards bobby um so just for you i'm in (laughs) so originally i was like man 159 dollars for like the deluxe version with minis like i don't think so but then i saw it was like over 70 minis and i believe like 30 of those minis are like unique skulls right so it's not just like 20 of uh, these yeah. yeah 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 where you get like your six characters you can play as and then maybe like two bosses and then a hundred minions you know Clock little yeah. <laughs> crab guys you know whatever so so it looks interesting skybound or druid city games not skybound uh druid city games i mean they do really well produced games like uh uh grim forest is way overproduced for what that game is but it's a fun you know fairly light uh game I do like the uh, James Hudson, the designer, you know, and again, I believe it's like Mr. Cuttington is the name of the artist and the, uh, the art is fantastic. The colors are great. I'm probably not backing it, but I do feel like it's worth mentioning uh, because it's, a, it's a very interesting IP. And I know that for some people, they're going to find it very appealing. Uh, but that, that was mine for this week. Uh, well, this is also the time, the chance that uh, we have to talk about this because now title title blades 2 is going to be you know on there and everything um uh this is the game we've talked about in the past where i actually recommend sorry uh druid city games uh for costing us some money here i actually recommend against the uh deluxe deluxe components i think the deluxe components actually make the game worse um now the deluxe obviously this is a different game so they could have changed the way they do some of it and obviously the miniatures could be amazing and all that but like the whole 3d fruit and all that like i literally just think it takes up space they roll around the table and they do all this stuff that literally don't impact the game in a positive way at all they just look cool um but, and but they're squishy they're squishy i mean kind of but uh but that's the kind of stuff we talk about on the show sometimes that we don't like they are just there to look mm-hmm. cool and add price like unlike awakened realms games which most of the time the miniatures while expensive make the game more streamlined like they are there for a purpose like um the doors that come apart right they, they usually play some kind of gameplay purpose i did not find that with the first title blades i i purposely accepted the non-deluxe version i was like no i will happily take this uh, I, I don't want the deluxe one so yeah that's just our our just do your research you know make sure that you actually want to spend the extra money on on what you're getting there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um okay so mine a uh, huge one that hasn't been mentioned i actually just saw this this morning i didn't i didn't even hear anything about this but uh the terraforming mars Ares expedition has a three uh, set of mm-hmm. expansions out right now. So you get Discovery, uh, Foundations, and Crisis. It ranges from 49 to 89. I believe the 89 is you get base game and the three expansions, and okay. then the 49 mm-hmm. is just the three expansion set. Um, so just some brief stuff that they add. So Because these are like, there's a reason it's a three-pack, right? They're kind of mini expansions. Like the, the Discovery mainly adds new awards and milestones, so more ways to get points and stuff like that, right? That's, that's what it's there for. Crisis is really interesting. It adds... A, it changes it to a full co-op game um, to where you are working together to overcome the crisis and get the thing cool. uh, terraformed. Yeah, I said that one sounds really cool. And then Foundations is the one that everyone was probably expecting. Every game does this right. It's the five to six player expansion. Um, it also adds another track, an infrastructure track. So, you know... Um, the like oxygen and the water tracks and everything. So this mm-hmm. is another actual track. Infrastructure track. Uh, yeah, that's infrastructure. Yeah. Cool. And... Um, and a big box that holds all of it, the base game and the three expansions. I that like will when they probably do that. come with a hole in it. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, oh yeah, but and, a stronghold they'll replace it. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> yes. um, and actually, I forgot. In the bigger box, it also comes with a larger version of the board, I guess, which more with okay, more yeah. space. Sure. Um, to to do stuff on. But yeah. So again, not a whole bunch of information there because it's expected. You know what mm. you're getting. Um, it's Ares Expedition. Yep. They tell you exactly what you're getting in there. Like if you like co-op. the game, it looks like it'll make it. it sounds good. Just the same, but better. Yep. Sweet. That's what I got. Is that all of crowdfunding? I think that's all of crowdfunding. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, man that, went, that went fast. I was having that's a hard right. time finding a bunch this time of stuff like that we didn't already talk about. Um, well, you know, the Jurassic Park one, I just, I'm so skeptical on the Prospero Hall. Sure. You know, uh, uh, they make good games. I I don't know, but I still am always kind of just. Oh, yeah, I get it. I, you know, I sure. have actually really enjoyed playing Horrified, and I'm not a huge co-op fan, but I, I love, love Horrified. I love it way more than I, I really thought I should. Um, mm-hmm. I also have Pan Am and need to play it. It looks like a really good, quick, mm-hmm. economic game. Um, the component quality in those games is good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been impressed with Prospero Hall games so far. I'm- I have Jaws. Jaws is really good. Um, I good need to too. play my copy of The Shining, and I really want to get the the Nostromo. The I, was, uh, I forget. I was going to say Fate of the Nostromo. Tim and I have been yeah. really want to play it because it looks like gameplay wise, it is horrified, but in the Alien universe. Oh wow! Uh, it looks really okay. good. Yeah, and and that's one of Dan and I's like favorite IPs, right? Like, right. So anytime we can get a halfway decent game in the Aliens, right, in in the universe. solid game system of Horrified, mm-hmm. that seems really good. And then you just slap on Ash and Ripley and all that, and it, okay. just, it just looks really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I enjoy it so excited. much. I want to get the American Monsters version, right? and it's just a retheme, but like it just. Oh, you added the Mothman and the Sasquatch? Okay, well, cool. I remember when we covered it, there's something about the way the scientists work. No, that's Cryptid. Cryptid is the one that changes. Never mind. There was a sequel to Cryptid that came out that like drastically changed mm-hmm. how one of the mechanics works. Not horrified. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, right on. Uh, so that that pretty much covers it, right? For our 100th our 100th episode, I promise you, uh, you guys, we're going to be doing something uh, more. What? This felt way different than every other episode ever. <laughs> this felt what? Way I different. Said, yeah, I said what? This oh. felt way different than every other episode we've ever done. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I really want to make sure we can put some time into it and some sure. effort and, uh, and and come up with something really cool. Uh, unlike every other episode we do, right? Right. Where it's not, where it's not low great. effort, no time. We're gonna give away Tim's Holy Australia box. Yay! Yeah. Just the box. Yeah. Just the box. <laughs> no it's, game. It's filled with tears, but they <laughs> leak out of the hole in the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was such a bummer! Edition. But I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm glad they're fixing it for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm indifferent. Yeah, I w- <laughs> you suck. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, uh, be sure to check out all the other uh, channels we have under the Game Talk Network umbrella. There's uh, Miniatures Rundown, Magic Gathering Rundown, Pokemon Rundown. Uh, they cover everything that we don't, right? Um, Dan will have his own little dark corner for the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, oh. rundown. Uh, summon the Skull, a lightning <laughs> attack. I can't remember what he says. Uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nope. Don't stay tuned. And then we will just (laughs) we will we will have uh, Mike's uh, disbelief channel, which just Mike you know do reaction shots to the dancing. (laughs) Just lightning. Or yeah, every time Dan says he's a goblin, I'm a goblin. Shrinks shrinks down. Um, Not again. Not again. Uh, also, though, uh, check out. Oh wait, I have to. I have to mention that I should have said it at the top of the show, but I didn't. I'm gonna say it now. Uh, thank you to Voodoo Spectre uh, on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Not only did he uh, send us, he had an extra copy of Marvel Villainous. So somebody's gonna make me play Villainous again, and it's gonna be the Marvel one. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, he sent us a copy of that, and he, was, he just reached out and was like, "Hey, if I send you, I have got an extra one. If I send it to you, would you guys interested uh, be interested in playing and reviewing?" I'm like, "Definitely," because I will try any game, right? right? Even if I don't love OG Villainous, mm-hmm. Marvel one, I'm super excited. I will tell you, I opened up, I opened it up, uh, and was looking at it. 
the artwork isn't as good as it is in the Disney villainous because in Disney they're pulling like almost like screen caps. It feels yeah, like it's like know, they from... redrew screenshots. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, how like, they did it. tighten them up, right? Yeah. You know, and just really great colors. These are almost more. Uh, it's almost a little more cartoony than I would like for comic book characters. Uh, but I'm not holding that against it. I think that I really want to see how the game plays and everything. And uh, still really great colors. And the art is really good. It's mm. just not my preferred style, sure. right, of art. Uh, looks like the power tokens still stink. Um, <clears throat> I also want to say Voodoo Spectre uh, printed out a uh, 3D insert a 3d printed an insert for me for unfathomable i saw and i oh my gosh i put it all together and like the whole time i'm like i can't wait to play unfathomable again i can't wait to play it again and it will it my cards aren't sleeved uh but it will fit sleeved cards the sleeves nice so if you are uh on the discord and you are interested in those files uh i'm sure voodoo can hook you up with those files because i think he got them on thingverse uh, so thank you so much. It was super mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, we are sending him a thank you present. He tried to decline, and I'm insisting. Yeah. Um, we're gonna send him the uh, the prototype th- uh, that we have a vigilante because oh, he nice. said that that sounds fun. Cool. So, um, uh, but anyway, so thank you very much. That was super cool. Obviously, join uh, uh join us on Facebook. Join the Discord community. We're super active there, Mike almost always is like holding court and running all different kinds of conversations uh, on there all I like the time. to talk about games uh, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. And Did I sit at the desk right? at work. Hey. Hey. My bad. I'll stop talking about games. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let Dan hey. dim your hey. mic. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> uh, but we also, you know, like uh, uh, Oak and, and Unfinished Business, we were sharing links for that, you know, earlier in the week, like mm-hmm. right when that came out, we were yeah. sharing links to that on the Discord. So mm-hmm. it is also a good way to just kind of stay, you know, stay up to date mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is funny. It, it makes it makes me feel like uh, like we're just always behind now, though. Huh? I know. Like, now what I found like, yeah, they showed the Discord. Yeah, like, especially now that we oh. film every two weeks, like it'll be like, oh, in this week's news, it's everything that the Discord already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, also, check out our friends at Board Game Mechanics. They do a weekly podcast, and a, uh, Jason has got uh, all kinds of videos popping up during the week on their YouTube channel. Uh, super pretty okay. Awful. They're pretty okay. Yeah, they do a good job. Also, you know, this show and our other weekly show, you know, when we're when we're not doing this one, we um, it does show up in podcast form. Mm-hmm. So if audio is is an easier uh, uh, media for you to consume while at work, like for me, uh, then, you know, that is there. We're on, we're on all the major podcast platforms. So you can just check us out for yeah. game rundown. It's got that meeple running logo, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's it for me. You guys got anything else? Uh, uh nope. Shush. Fair enough. <laughs> for the board game rundown, I've been Tim. I've been Bob. I've been Mike. Dan. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in another 100 episodes. (laughs) Well, before that. Now, see you in 100 episodes. (laughs)